0: Welcome to The Reflect, a podcast featuring a unique introspection in each episode. In this episode, Latif Narani, father, husband, educator, and lawyer, reflects on prayer and spiritual life when traditional places of worship are closed.
1: Hey, this is Latif. During this pandemic, I have been reflecting a lot on the notions of prayer Of spiritual spaces and of separation. So it is my great honor to have a few minutes on the Reflect podcast to share some of my reflections with you. And if you'll indulge me, I'd like to start by telling you a little story. There was once a merchant who decided to embrace the spiritual path. He sought out the greatest of spiritual masters, and after a time, Was initiated into the tarika. The merchant began visiting the master's home, the spiritual sanctuary, every evening. At the spiritual sanctuary, he listened attentively to every word the master spoke. He studied the master's poetry, and he dutifully performed all of the spiritual practices prescribed by his master. After years of nightly attendance at the spiritual sanctuary, the merchant had developed spiritually, and he had grown in his love for his Murshid, and so he soon sought to be initiated into the next stage of his spiritual progression. Upon hearing the request, the master ordered that the merchant be banished from the spiritual sanctuary for six months. The merchant, surprised and confused, obeyed. He returned to selling goods in his shop each day, although now he spent his nights at home, fervently studying the sacred writings and privately performing the spiritual practices that had been given to him by his master. After the six months had passed, he eagerly returned to the master's home. He reported that while he was away, his every thought had been on the master, and that not a moment had passed when he did not experience the longing for his beloved. My love for you has grown in these six months, he said. I understand now. I understand why I needed to be separated from you so that I could progress. But now I am ready. The master shook his head. My child, he sighed. For the past six months, I have visited your shop twice a week. Forty-eight times, you sold me goods, and you took my money, but you did not recognize me. You claim to have been longing for me, but in your partitioned life, you fail to recognize that I was with you the whole time. As I record this, places of worship around the world remain closed to worshipers. Churches, synagogues, and mandirs alike are now empty shells, bereft of the believers that usually fill their spaces. So too are the many Muslim spaces of worship, zawiyas, teques, kanikas and of course masjids. As an Ismaili Muslim, the closure of Jamatkhanas has had a profound personal impact. At first, I thought it would be terrible. I was worried that my faith would be set adrift without the anchor of Jamatkhana in my life. But, to be honest, the last eight or nine weeks haven't been all that bad. My family is praying with more unity and peace and regularity than we ever have before. Morning prayers aren't rushed through anymore, squeezed in between brushing the kids' teeth and making their cereal before we race off to school. And in the evenings, when I call them for prayers, I see smiles on my kids' faces instead of the usual eye rolls and groans. You know, I'm really finding happiness in my prayer these days. And I'm finding time to learn so much about my faith. There is so much amazing faith-based content available online now. I can barely keep up with it. There's webinars, live shows, even podcasts like this one. I've never experienced anything quite like it. One minute, I'm watching a documentary about Maulana Hajimam's imams visit to Tajikistan, and the next, I'm hearing a professor from New York talking about Imam Ali as a superhero. It's incredible. And all the while, I've got this sense that once my jamaat opens again, I'll never take it for granted. This forced separation from my place of worship is actually increasing my desire to be in it. What a glorious paradox. This all sounds pretty good, right? It certainly feels pretty good. Until. Until I remember the merchant. Until I remember that all of this praying and learning and yearning, It's not going to help me reach my spiritual destiny if I continue to walk through my life with my eyes closed. I hope that one day my eyes will be opened, that I will live every moment feeling the constant divine presence in my life, and that wheresoever I turn I see the face of God. It is my deepest prayer that such vision is granted to each and every one of you.
0: For fresh episodes of The Reflect, visit our website at b.ismiley/theReflect. Did you know The Smiley Now has a podcast? You can find this series along with much more by searching for The Ismiley Podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe for new episodes.